the only thing we have to fear. The economic health of this nation has been... Four essential economic freedoms. The excessive decline Three. in the dollar. It's a late rally on Wall Street. Too big to fail. Growing the economy. Growing the economy. It's amazing what's been going on with the economy. Welcome. Welcome. This is Money Talks. Money Talks. Good morning. What up, fam? You're listening to Money Talks, Atlanta's longest-running, most respected money show on radio. I'm Troy Harmon here today with Nick Antonucci, who's drinking water and can't say anything to Yeah, us. I can. I'm not oh. drinking water. Oh, no, you're not? Water. 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 <laughs> He's a water guy. You think that's water? Yeah. The other voice you heard was Jacob Keene. Uh, these guys are our uh, research department, along with myself, um, and uh, we got lots to talk about today. A lot of things going on in the economy. Um, you know, we got some questions that are related, and uh, lots of things going on in the stock market. And why not just kick it off like we always do? Nothing can stop it. Yeah, I was going to say, you yeah, want to talk about economy? Time. That sounds depressing. Let's talk yeah, returns. Talk stock, let's talk about the stock market. Yeah, the stock market is. This will be a purely stock market show because we want to keep it positive. <laughs> Well, the stock market has been positive, up uh, 3.37% over the last five days. Um, That's it? Year to date, we're up 9.67%. About an average return for a year, right? I mean... Nine months, eight months in, yeah. 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 Uh, Average return for a pandemic. (laughs) Well, for a pandemic, now you're talking crazy again. I thought we were going to... Amidst the recession. Economic issues. How about tech? The past 12 months, up 59.5%. That's uh, a good, like, five-year return. You know, so awesome. it's it's absurd, right? But it doesn't even get me as much as consumer discretionary up 37.29%, given 10.2% unemployment, still weekly jobless claims in excess of a million dollars. But people still have money to spend, evidently. Well, they do. They got, yeah. they got it from the government. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and here, it's Amazon le- leading the way. It right? is. And, really. and it is. Huge Amazon is Amazon 43% is skewing that. of that sector. 43% of the consumer discretionary sector yeah. is Amazon. Um, when you use the the uh, um, index S&P 500, which is a market cap weighted index. So, um, you know, it just towers over everything else in the other in the sector uh, when you use the market cap. And if you don't understand what the market cap is. It's the number of shares outstanding times the price, and uh, that's huge. For Basically people. what the business is worth. Exactly, yep. in, in the economy. Yeah, yeah it, it's so much different than the Dow. Uh, we always sit around and scratch our heads and wonder why the Dow is still so widely uh, reported. Uh, the Dow would be the equivalent of buying one share of uh, 30 different stocks, Um on the market in in the U.S. and it's some it seems I mean it's not random but it's uh, somewhat well uh, we got random. news on that this week three stocks removed we lost That's Pfizer uh, the Exxon yep and uh, well Exxon. we added Salesforce Amgen right. uh, we lost uh, Raytheon was the third one yeah so uh, a couple of dip- uh, well we a defense added- and energy and uh, and a, uh, Honeywell was the third edition. The new edition, yep. And it was funny because I was I was looking at you know what was the methodology with how right. some of these stocks right. were selected. There right. were some that weren't selected that people were, were like, why? And basically the answer from a lot of the analysts I was reading is because of the price. There were some stocks that just had too high a price, right? 
and that's why they weren't added because they'd have too big a weight in the index, which is. Well, but look at what was added. Amgen has a price of two hundred and fifty-three dollars. Well, people were asking about the likes of like Amazon. Oh, right. Okay, uh, but even and why that wasn't even added. so, you added stocks that are. 275 for Salesforce. Granted, it wasn't 275 <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> prior to the announcement of the addition. Right. Amgen's a $250 stock. Yeah. Honeywell is not going to be as high. Yeah, and and part of the reason that they're they added uh, Still Salesforce 166. is because there is a split four for one in Apple as of Monday. This this coming Monday we'll see Apple split right. And uh, the fact is that when it, it should splits, now go up, when, well, it has in anticipation. And any of you who think that your $500 Apple stock is going to be worth $2,000 on Monday just because you got a, a four for one split, uh, you're absolutely wrong. What happens is the price will be cut by one fourth as well. You'll divide. Well, nothing really happens. It's the equivalent of taking a dollar and getting you take four a, quarters change. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what you've just done. You yeah, still have a try, dollar. Try telling that it's, to Tesla shareholders. It's it's yeah. it's Yogi it's Yogi Berra math otherwise. Exactly, but uh, it, it is it's strange like, and it's it's happened. like uh, what was what was his saying? They're like, uh, you want to cut it in four slices or six? And he's like, I'm not that hungry. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I've heard other jokes like that. You're right. You can't eat six slices, but I can eat four. Exactly. Yeah, and and that's exactly the 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 logic there. But there are uh, still folks that think that they're about to just be filthy rich off of one stock because it's got a four for one split. Now, uh, well, it's good know, we're getting the youth involved in investing. <laughs> it is. It's just uh, I hope that they're finding good people to follow and not just the first person they see in social media because I have seen a lot of wild <laughs> analysis like that. Right. Yeah. So uh, you know it's unfortunate, but uh, they'll they'll learn soon enough. But yeah, your your uh, four for one split will cut your price by you know it'll cut it in fourths. I don't know if you're alluding to this, but did you see the guy who was saying if you sell your shares prior to the X date, essentially, you'll get three free shares of Apple? You'll just get three? You'll get um, what? Yeah. No, uh, I didn't see that. But There's some ridiculous stuff yeah, there's some, on, yeah. on the that, Internet. That, too, does not work, just so you know. So, you know, your $500 Apple stock will be $125 on Monday. Uh, and you'll have four times as many, but you'll still have economically the absolute same amount of, uh, of stock. Your wealth will not be increased by the fact that the stock splits by four to one. Um, Enough of that boring stuff. Yeah. Boy, the market's up 25%. Yeah, I mean, it's great stuff, no doubt. Um, we did have 25. Energy, you said uh, technology was up. 59.56. Why is energy down 31.27? Well, speaking of which... Um, I was I was seeing an analyst basically saying his Exxon being removed from the Dow bottom ticking energy because now the Dow only has like two percent exposure to energy total. Yeah. So it's not that much higher in the S and P 500. Yeah. Yeah. Economically, so it's, it's getting less. It's hard yeah. to believe that only two percent of public equity is represented by in energy. energy. Yeah, um, what you've seen in energy since 2014 is a, uh, I mean, it's been a, a heck of an ugly ride. Uh, 2014, Saudi Arabia decided that they were going to try to kill production in the U.S., so they started pumping as much or seemingly as much 
uh, oil out of the ground as they could to drive prices down by oversupplying the market. Uh, it worked. They got uh, they got North Dakota to quit fracking and and pumping oil out of uh, out of the United States, but uh, it's still, you know, the technology's still there. Uh, As soon as the Saudis and Russia decided that they would reduce production, uh, prices began to rise, and when they got above uh, the break-even price, then we saw production come back in the U.S. Um, Since that time, it hasn't fully uh, regained its, uh, you know, the the price that it had before, and it has hurt U.S. Um, oil production. In fact, it's kind of hurt globally, but uh, what we're dealing with now from COVID-19 is a reduced um, reduced demand. So, uh, you know, we're, we're still kind of in the throes of that, and we might get to that a little bit later. But uh, um, if you look, even this week, down 1.3% in the energy patch, and that two might be the Exxon because Exxon and Chevron are the, the two biggest pieces in the S&P 500. And that's what we use uh, really as a, a better economic measure of the stock market uh, performance. So, um, you know, yeah, I think what you're seeing after, there is is a function of a momentum growth versus value trade that has sure. never been <laughs> Such a divergence between significant, the two. you know, just right. looking at the past few months. It's yeah, I mean, if you look year to day, and and part of that, you know, because of the the destruction of demand uh, in energy, because people are staying at home and not driving, not filling up their gas tank, we saw energy decline 57 percent from February 19th of this year through March 23rd. Um, since then, we've seen it recover by 60 percent, but if you do the math real quick, you lose 50%. You got to regain 100% in order to get back to zero. Yeah, there's a bunch of like breadth right now is very narrow. Right. There's some stocks, especially mega cap, that's really working, but underneath the hood, it's sort of ugly. There's a ton of stocks that haven't re- regained their highs. There's a ton of stocks that, that are, are down that are trading below their 50-day moving averages. I think it's nearly 70% that are trading actually below their 50-day moving average. So if you're just watching if you're just watching the tape of the index, you're like, wow, this is great. But if you're sort of digging into yeah. your portfolio, it's really the only ballast you have right now are, you know, five to ten tech names that are ripping higher every day. That's absolutely true. And the fact that uh, they are the, the bigger tech names, it actually drags the S&P higher quicker. Uh, than you would see otherwise. And, you know, let's face it, some of those things have been working great, so why in the world would you want to look away from them? All right, guys. Oh, you thought it was a nice thing? I wasn't going to say something nice about you. I didn't expect it. It's getting weird. All right. Let's talk about the V. (laughs) The V-shaped recovery? Yeah, Yeah. the V. Well, we had a V-shaped market recovery, but the economy, (laughs) I'm not so sure. How about... uh, I mean, consumer. GDP, GDP, we just, yeah, can, let's start a consumer confidence since that was Tuesday. Yeah. So, yeah. well, it's not. Give us the good news, Jacob. Decreased oh. in August um, after declining in July as well. It stands at 84.8, down from 91.7 in July. It was trending higher in July, though, right? And then we saw a decline. I, I really believe that a lot of well, this let's, is because let's just say we people, quit paying the yeah, $600. People don't get $600 extra. They haven't gotten another right. stimulus check, which yeah, estimates are that just in the month of August alone, the lack of those additional unemployment benefits could cost us 4% in GDP. Yeah. Just in August. 
doesn't really seem like we're any closer to a deal yet as we enter September. Speaking of GDP, didn't we get a number there? So, so we can actually quantify $600 as roughly seven points of consumer confidence. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. I think <laughs> well, you just did. <laughs> one of the things that we were seeing before, too, was kind of a divergence between current situation and expectations. Uh, I think we were seeing... They're both in the 80s now, I believe. Yeah, but yeah, I think they're the current both... situation was better than the expectations yeah. in, in June and July. Yeah, they're both at roughly 84, 85 right yeah, now. So, so not, not great. And, and both fell. So, you know, it is the, the consumer... That was the pillar that was holding us up but back there, in January and February. But there are some. Not there. There are some folks that are loving life right now over in the housing market. Oh, the housing market is by far the. If you were to isolate one part of the economy that continues to just go gangbusters, it's it's housing. You had S&P CoreLogic Home Price Index rose three and a half percent. I mean, just go quickly through some of the releases this week. Sales of single fa- new single family homes rose thirteen point nine percent. There's a two-month lag on this. On a seasonally adjusted annual rate, yeah. Um, so, so houses are getting more expensive, and we're seeing more of them sell. It's, yeah, and we believe that part of this is you a, have the exodus from, from cities. Urban, you have urban yeah. super low rates. That doesn't hurt a thing. Which, you know, you have that, and then also you have this week with uh, um, uh, mortgage applications, we were down 6.5%. Um, refis were down 3.3%. Right? Yeah. I don't know, 10.2%, excuse me, uh, purchases uh, rose 0.4%. But, yeah, I, I think what you're saying, you, you have a lot of individuals that are, you know, now leaving the city. Um, yeah. Flocking back out to the birds. Yeah, I don't think you've ever, I, I'm not sure if we've ever seen home builders this confident, which I guess they're seeing excess demand with people moving out of the cities. But there is, you know, still question marks with the amount of mortgage forbearance that we have right now what's right. going to happen with those folks? and and that's you see that if you, if you follow this every single month it's obviously you know increasingly worse and you're having more and more delinquencies that are in excess of 60 days in excess of 90 days to levels we haven't seen since 2007 2008 so you you make a great point jacob there's this mass confidence from home builders and there's cl- clearly demand there but what happens if there isn't a resolution to to the current forbearance situation we're in? That's a lot of supply that could come to market. Yeah, it's it's a, it's lot a moving of target. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. definitely something to watch into the end of the year. Do we see people begin to uh, you know because have a return to, to to significant income to service their mortgages? Or are they going to be able to back pay? what they sort of owe thus far. So it ties into employment, obviously, which next week we'll get the August jobs report next Friday. Um, expectation, I think, is for roughly a million jobs to be added. But uh, you get a lot of conflicting data here because we're still in excess of a million new uh, jobless claims per week. Right. And uh, continuing claims is... 15-ish yeah. million. million. Yeah. yeah. So... Yeah, there's, I mean, the consumer's definitely a question mark, a huge question mark right now. There's no doubt about that. But I think that what we're talking about right now with housing, you, you see people moving away from the urban areas, housing's being bolstered by that. Isn't that part of the same conversation about technology? Uh, you know, people are working from home. And I'll be honest with you, Hensler Financial's been working from home since March. And I'll be honest with you, again, how much lack of production have we seen very little i mean things are working it's technology is 
is there. It used to be that we would worry when uh, when we had a snowstorm blowing through North Georgia. Is everyone able to work from home? Exactly. We talked about it for two days. And nowadays, I mean, we've been at it six months and there hasn't been a hitch. Yeah. I, you know, I think we're okay. Yeah, I think it's representative of of the sort of winners in the economy right now are still feeling yeah. very good. I mean, the people who haven't uh, lost income, they're seeing their assets go up if they're investing in the stock market. Yeah. They're thinking, you know, what better opportunity than now to, you know, move yeah. away from the city. But I think we're still seeing a lot of effects in the affected service industries that uh, I don't know uh, when that returns back to normal in the, in the, context of a v-shaped recovery i'm thinking it might be more like a w or u yeah u or... i don't know i well we haven't made the middle of the w yet so i would have to say got to be more like the u at this point right um you know yeah. I, I don't know that uh that we're as afraid of a second uh round of covid19 at this point although we have seen some out outbreaks schools back in session locally at least uh and, and I think I it's think, important to also look globally, too, and not just, right. you know, well, survey the, the situation around you. Exactly. Because yeah. you are in, in Europe, you are having areas where there is a resurgence and they're not as shy to lock down completely. As you mentioned earlier, take New Zealand, for example, um, not a ginormous economy, but um, not everyone operates the same the same way we are in that, you know, basically returning to some sort of normalcy yeah no doubt uh so you know when you when you look at all that and the fact that you know people are moving to the to the suburbs maybe even further out uh and we talked about what's on the bottom of the uh recovery at the moment is energy they're moving to the country and they're not using gasoline they're working remotely via computer so technology up energy down you can make a little sense of it there yeah i mean you know, it's still when you look at valuations, um, the stock market today has a P.E. that has risen 27 percent since the beginning of this year. And we have 10 percent unemployment. It's yeah, it's I, I, it's, I, it's, it's my it's really mind mind boggling. Yeah, there's there's really not much way to make sense of that. Even, you know, even if you say technology is here to save us. It's not saving the economy completely across the board. There's a huge divergence in winners and losers. And, um, you know, I, another piece, utilities are negative, but not hugely negative. Um, but it, it really is. That's That truly is the story. And, and what's the most viable thing in the market that will appreciate tomorrow is really where we look. Well, it's, it's also like, it can only go on so long. You look at like Salesforce, they were up 26% the other day at the same point that they're firing thousands of employees. Yeah, something so just it's don't literally the same day. Yeah. All right, market up or down? I say it's up every week. Up. Up. There we go, three ups. Thanks for listening to Money Talks. We'll catch you next week. All material presented is from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decision and is not intended to replace the advice 
of qualified professionals, such as tax consultants, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in the Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.